Welcome to For the Record, behind-the-scenes insider podcast with Colin McCall, where we take a forward-facing look at your environmental requirements and help you make your EHS program an indispensable and strategic part of your company's growth. Remember to sign up for our complimentary For the Record email newsletter. And now, here's your host, Colin McCall. Let's try some more, I guess I'll call them day-to-day regulatory topics outside of the two key priority items. And I'll just position it this way, Amy. We we were going into the – once the new administration came into, into place, we sort of looked at it and said, okay, we know that environmental justice and climate are going to be big priorities. There are other things that we deal with on a more routine basis like new source review, construction permitting and things like that. And the Trump administration, the EPA, put some reforms in place around NSR, some of them very common sense in our view reforms like project emissions accounting and being able to take emissions reductions related to a project into account in the first step of the applicability assessment. So there were – I mean that's an example of a common sense reform that got put in place and we sort of thought, okay, there's – big fish to fry here. So surely things like project emissions accounting, maybe that gets left alone, at least for a period of time. But I believe we've already seen some legal activity around it, which tells me that, you know what, that was a poor assumption. There's probably nothing that will be left untouched. But I want to put that to you to see if there's anything else or any comments you have about the NSR front of what we've seen so far, where we might know directionally should we expect changes there? I guess I'll say two things related to NSR. Yes, the project emissions accounting role has been petitioned for review. So that will be one of the things that the new administration will look at. It could be that they deny the petition because in the final version of that rule, there was a clarification that states don't have to adopt project emissions accounting into their program. So I suppose that, you know, the decision of whether or not to review it could go either way. Um, But one of the things that got caught up in kind of the initial Biden actions was the whole idea of EPA guidance and and what is, um, what are the procedures, what's current, what's not. Um, So we had an executive order on guidance with the last administration. That executive order did get revoked. And the guidance rulemaking that happened late last year is one of the items that the new administration has on its list to review. So some of the NSR reforms that we saw were guidance memos and not regulatory actions. So, you know, we can hope that there's so much to do around climate, environmental justice and and other bigger things that they kind of don't get to some of the the other NSR things. but, But we'll see. Because the project emissions accounting, that's not – that was a more of a legal action from an NGO perspective, not an administration action, correct? I mean, that, none of it's been formally reviewed by the administration? Yeah, when the final rule comes out, all parties have 60 days to petition for review. So we have seen a petition on the, on the PEA rule. That makes sense. Okay, let's stick in maybe that sort of lane, national ambient air quality standards. We know that the previous administration – finalize the PM two and a half NACs in the Federal Register. That's of great 
interest to us because that's a big one from a capital project planning perspective. Any rumor around – I think the big question was, okay, the previous administration got that finalized, so perhaps this administration leaves it be for a while. Maybe they try to start reviewing it earlier in the process than normal. Anything you've heard on that front relative to PM2.5 or any of the other NACs that listeners might be interested in? Yeah, so the PM2.5 process was a little bit controversial. The One of the intermediate steps in there was a draft policy assessment that seemed to suggest that there was um, there were scientific studies that indicated the PM2.5 standard could go lower. There was a shakeup in the membership and leadership of the Clean Air Scientific Advisory Committee that makes recommendations as part of the NACS review process. Some of the scientists that were no longer on that committee objected to the final determination there. So the EPA has been petitioned to review both the PM2.5 NACS and the ozone NACS. These two were kind of midnight rules, if you will, by the previous administration. Uh, Interestingly enough, when they were published in the Federal Register, they were immediately effective. And the justification for that was because the rules weren't changing. So I think the new administration has kind of two choices, as you said, and I I don't have any inside baseball on which one they'll pick. But I feel like if they, you know, deny the the petition for review saying, you know, the evidence is what it is, the review stands, it is what it is, they could then start fresh and do a do an entirely new review with maybe a a new makeup on the on the committees that are doing that. They can pick the studies that they want to focus on. Um, and so again, they can have, you know, a fresh sheet of paper to start that and maybe they try to complete that in less than five years. Um, the other way they could go is they could say, okay, yeah, we think maybe um, the previous administration might not have gotten it right. So we'll go ahead and, and review it. So more to come there. That makes sense, Amy. We'll keep an eye on that. And these NACS issues, sometimes they fly under the radar a little bit because an ambient standard doesn't necessarily have an impact day-to-day on operations per se. It doesn't necessarily have an impact on permits, but it does have a big impact when you go to permit a capital project and have to look at modeling and things like that. So that's why it, it remains an important issue for us, and we will continue to track it closely. Amy, one other technical, specific technical topic before maybe we just open it up into the other category. I've been reading some things about PFAS and PFAS rulemaking and the potential for that coming out of the administration. We know that the upcoming round of TRI reporting has a PFAS element to it that folks are going to have to look at any data that they might have readily available to see if they need to uh, report certain PFAS compounds in their TRI. But do you have any insight into or heard anything else on PFAS rulemaking and what that what that could be, or is that just too early right now? Yeah, I'm not tracking that too terribly closely, but I, I think if we remember back several years ago, the last time EPA added a compound to the TRI, uh, let's take H2S, you know, a lot of people went and looked at their data, revised how they were, you know, calculating emissions, maybe took some new measurements. And those TRI reports that first year with H2S in them 
actually, you know, were were pretty highly scrutinized by EPA and resulted in some scrutiny on some of the facilities with the highest emissions. So I'm wondering if, you know, just absent any regulation on PFAS, if, you know, the TRI data and the facilities reporting releases of PFAS don't get some additional scrutiny by EPA if they're not already in the radar, if you will. Yeah, knowing how publicly charged of a issue PFAS has has become, I think those TRI reports and those will be important this year. Understanding that data, that's something that we'll be working on, and we'll see how any upcoming regulation ties in with that and and what it might address. Amy, we mentioned Michael Regan before, and I had seen that he had cleared committee. So are we thinking next couple of weeks potentially that we see him? in front of the the Senate. What's your sense for timing there? Yeah, the last thing that I read indicated that it might happen this week or next when he gets consideration by the full Senate. Got it. Amy, is there any other things or topics that you've heard coming out of EPA, big picture that maybe we didn't cover here in any of these specific categories? Or is there any, any other advice you might give folks about tracking some of this or just things to keep an eye on in general? Yeah, as far as tracking, I would stay very tuned in to what your uh, particular industry association is tracking. Uh, a lot of those folks are having conversations with the staff over at EPA, and it might be a little while before they're given specific instructions on what to focus on because, you know, we need an EPA administrator and then we'll, we'll need an assistant administration, assistant administrator for AIR to really get get going on things that don't have court order deadlines. One thing that I did see last week that kind of caught my notice, you know, we've got rules related to um, refrigerants that have historically focused on the ozone depleting substances. In the Obama EPA, they tried to revise those rules to include refrigerants that have um, high global warming potentials. So, they kind of tried to inject a, you know, a climate component into the refrigerant rule. And, you know, the Trump administration, you know, kind of got that reversed. Now I think we're going back in the direction of possible addition of these other components that people have been using as substitutes for the uh, ozone depleting substances, you know, get getting some more scrutiny and, um, maybe limitations on use of some more types of refrigerants. So that's that's one thing that I see as maybe development that wasn't on people's radar, perhaps. That makes sense. So that's something to keep track of. We know that usage and supply of some of those refrigerants can be a big deal. So stay tuned for more information on that. Yeah, we had a state regulatory agency panel at one of our company meetings recently, and I could tell you that the state agencies are looking at all these developments just like we are, and they are interested just like we are. And of course, they're trying to stay as connected to EPA as they can. So they are another resource for us to stay connected with. There may be things that they hear um, earlier in certain cases, depending on how they're connected. So we will stay in touch with them as well, as should our listeners. A lot going on with the new administration, three weeks in, thought it was a good time to check in on that. We'll do this probably every couple of months as things develop, maybe just do a general check-in on a sweeping list of topics. Hope it was helpful for you, and we hope that you will tune in next time. 
You've been listening to For the Record Behind the Scenes Insider Podcast with Colin McCall. Remember to sign up for our complimentary For the Record email newsletter to get weekly news and articles on a variety of timely EHS issues. The content heard on this podcast is not intended to replace an evaluation of the specific projects and regulations that you are encountering at your company. 